Welcome to your week in IndyCar guest show, listener Q&A driven, brought to us by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and torontomotorsports.com. And holy cow, is that the guy with the prettiest darn IndyCar I have seen in ages? Is this the Scott McLaughlin and that gorgeous number three ppg liveried team penske chevy who might have been testing it a couple days ago what's up man it's uh it's cool isn't it it's a, it's, a, it's an awesome car ppg coming on board and uh to be a part of that i mean as you know they've sponsored penske for a long time and we were shooting the video to announce it all you know it was picking up uh rick Mears's suit that he won his fourth and he hundred in and uh and then you know alan's a Alan's a suit and, and Danny Sullivan. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. And just being a part of that and being part of that legacy of, you know, 37 odd years with the, with the team is pretty special. And I said it to him on the, on a, on a, on a zoom call I had with PBG cause obviously that's all we can do these days. But, um, I said to, you know, the guys, I just, you know, I appreciate this, the, the trust they've put in me. Um, cause obviously every time they put a, a PPG car and in in, in uh, race fashion with with Penske, they've won a race. So I've got to try and make it happen now. But um, yeah, excited for it, man. Appreciate you having me on the show. Well, for a guy who's done one IndyCar race, you're already living the dream, man. So I'm just saying, you're I've doing done, something I've done right. A quarter. I've done a quarter of an IndyCar race. All <laughs> yeah. right, fair. Yeah, yeah fair. maybe nearly half. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Then, then I. And then I decided to side pod Marco and Jody and spin myself out. So anyway, look, it is what it is. Marco was needing someone to set him straight. So we appreciate you, <laughs> you know, taking the bullet here in your, your debut. Well, brother, as always, a lot of great questions. Folks are so happy to have you coming into the NTT IndyCar series. So let's start with the topic that actually we just opened on this beautiful machine of yours. First one from our friend, John Wojnar says, Scotty, you're joining a long fraternity of Penske drivers who had legendary names for their cars. We had yellow submarines. I was shared with Jim Hall. We had the beast from 1994. Any ideas if you're going to name your PPG car? He says, may I suggest the hashtag rainbow rocket? Yeah, I, I, I don't mind the rainbow rocket. That's, that's a good one. Um, no, uh, there's a few names being, you know, sort of set around the shop, but we haven't really decided on one. But I do, I don't mind the Rainbow Rocket. It's a, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, like my first car that be like, you know, in an in IndyCar, obviously for ten races at least, uh, you know, my car is going to be one of the most favourites out of, you know, a lot of the fans from what I've seen on social media. Everyone's been really positive with it all, and yeah, it, it's a cool thing. And and for for the guys as well on my car, like. You know, they get a kick out of knowing that everyone likes what they, the the look of the car is. And if you look at, you know, the Penske cars over the years, you know, it's it's very different to, you know, what, what uh, traditionally is a Penske sort of straight striped car. You know, it's, it's cool to bring a little bit of flavor and, um, you know, awesome that PPG have, and, and Roger have collaborated and, and something's turned out pretty cool. And yeah, I, I don't mind the Rainbow Rocket and I think we might have to, Maybe talk to the boys and get get a final uh, opinion on on the name. Good. Well, I can tell you, man, of the various one forty third and one eighteenth scale models that I own, I don't believe I have one of an Indy car that's anything more recent than maybe twenty years ago. No joke. Oh, yeah. When I saw your oh, yeah. livery revealed, I'm like. 
well, we're going to have to fix that. So whenever that's available, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm buying it. Um, I got to have that one. So let's yeah, see. That's awesome. Let's go to, uh, well, let's go to Stuart Arith, who just adds to this before we move on to another topic. He says, what is it like to be driving the best looking IndyCar livery uh, in recent history? He says that thing is on fire. I mean, you yeah, must have gotten it. a lot of feedback too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I said, the social media and stuff has been amazing. I, I, I've always been, I uh, always love uh, social media and how everyone sort of comes out and, and, and says whether they like stuff or not. And I definitely like being on the stuff when they, they like uh, what they like more. So to be driving a car that, you know, is popular is, is a pretty cool thing. And, um, you know, let's just hope she goes just as fast as she looks. I was just hoping you'd have a couple of drivers from other teams at Sebring come over and just be like, damn man now we got to go back and come up with something different that'd be the ultimate compliment <laughs> graham ray hall like going come on dude are you for real so <laughs> no it was, it was uh it was funny like i hardly saw anyone at the at the um at the test because because the protocols and all that sort of stuff but i know joseph is uh is a little bit upset because He's run the uh, IndyCar PPG <laughs> car for a long time. It's been pretty plain. And he's like, dude, I've been trying to get a rainbow on that car for four years. And uh, it's funny. So now I've got it. I just said, hey, look, you just got to be a new guy. You got to ask for what you want. And that's what I asked for. I got a bit of color and away we got it. <laughs> it's funny. as It's good times. You need to be his new manager and negotiate for him because clearly <laughs> he's fallen short there. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Where should we go next? Why don't we go to, to Jameen Tuttle, who, frankly, we've had a number of people who've asked similar to this. He says, Welcome to a full season of IndyCar. Where does your level of excitement rate for this new adventure compared to, say, your first season in uh, Aussie Supercars? Oh, that's a great question. I think uh, it's it's hard because it's completely different. I think I've got that that rookie vibe again. Obviously, I'm a rookie, and that's what's really exciting for me. I'm starting from square one. I've got so much to learn in such a short little time. So. Dude, I'm I'm so excited. I can't I can't wait. Um, obviously, uh, and with the schedule being moved back even later, it, it was just making my feet even itchier. Especially watching the 24 hour and a few other things that you know I wish I could have raced. But um, it's different, you know. Like when I first entered supercars, you know that was it was my first foray into professional motorsport. I had a one year deal. I was getting paid very little. Um, you know, it was basically, I had to make it work where when I'm here, I've learned so much in that time with supercars that like I've got enough trust in my own ability that over time I can get it. I've got a great team behind me. Um, you know, people that have got so much pedigree in world motorsport, Roger Penske, Tim Sindrick, that, that back me full tilt. Um, it's just a matter of being patient with myself, which I have very little patience for, uh, is getting, getting it right and getting up to speed uh when i can and you know i'm i'm a harshest critic and uh you know i'm certainly frustrated like i was only if a tenth at sebring i would have been a little bit further up the charts and i hate being last so it was incredibly frustrating no matter how close we were but it was it, i think that's going to be the difference I'm, I'm a lot more probably professional i guess and and um yeah the excitement levels very much the same but it's just a different vibe within my head and that's something too that is going to be your particular challenge this year is no doubt about your speed but the learning curve not just going to new tracks but you know again you're having to learn so many new things you can be having a brilliant day 
be one tenth off of the fastest driver and be just, you know, wanting to scream and shout because you're 12th or whatever it is, because things are so (laughs) close. I'd have to, to bet mate that part of your plan for each race this year is not to dial yourself down mentally in terms of expectation, but on those days where you're almost there, but not quite there, not to beat yourself up mentally because this is not going to be easy on your debut. No, and that's hundred percent. That's, uh, you know, I've got to get my, uh, realities in check and, and, um, you know, I'm certainly, uh, I'm feeling good. Like I, I feel excited for the challenge. I'm, I'm to challenge myself and be on the right side of that temp, but fully expecting that I could be on the other side of that temp and, we were looking at it the other day, myself, uh, Rick Mears, and and um, and my engineer Jonathan Dugood, and it's like you know if we that twelfth to sort of seventh bracket is so so tight, um, you know, but if we can get it right and be there or thereabouts, we'll be okay. But you know, as a team, we need to step up as well. We we need to be a little bit faster. The Entretti guys and um, Ganassi and, and McLarens now they're they're really strong, and we need to get better as as a team. Why don't we stay with the uh, the theme of supercars? This just because it fascinates me. When I made my first trip down under, I think it was ten years ago for the Gold Coast Six Hundred, and met uh, met a lot of the drivers who I'd followed for quite a while. But looking at some of the folks in uh, Roland Dane's House of Dominance. Um, Pretty interesting announcement here of a retirement coming up uh, at the end of the season. Management shift there. I mean, Jamie Wincup, first time I met him, I'm like, wow, this guy is, you know, this guy's legendary status and he still has so long to go in his career with you shifting over to IndyCar, uh, knowing Mark's career change and shift coming at the end of the season, big managerial change there. Give me your thoughts, brother, on this announcement, but also, boy, uh, talk about 12 months or so. Pretty significant changes coming to uh, a series you and I both love. Yeah, it's um, it, this this is a very important part for supercars moving forward. You know, they've got a, they've got a new car that's potentially coming next year if they get it all right, and they need to make sure that's right. But, you know, with Roland stepping down, who's been, a, like you said, a, he's a – He's a Roger Penske, Michael Andretti type figure within the Chip Ganassi type figure within the paddock. You know, he's he's got a very um, strong presence and and um, certainly gets his opinions out there and and which has helped move the sport forward. You know, both negatively and positively. Um, but it's you know for him to step down is a big deal. And then for arguably the greatest of all time in Jamie Wincup, I call him the goat. He's uh, a guy that I was very privileged to race um, in, in his prime and his, his absolute peak of his career and to go toe-to-toe with him. He, like he's, I sent him a text the other day. I just said, like, good luck with everything. You made me a better race car driver. And, and it was something that, you know, it was cool to have a little bit of banter back and forth um, between the two of us. But to have that respect, and that's what we've always had between me and Jamie. Jamie's a fierce rival. He's, he pushes you to no end, but he is uh, very re- respectful as well, you know. And some that, that those are the battles that you most enjoy. And Supercar is going to miss someone like that, you know. Like it, regardless of he's just stepping back into the team owner role or whatever, he's a name. He's a he like you said, he's legend status in, in regards to motorsport. But not only in motorsport and circles and 
you know, the Australian Football League, people in other sporting circles, they know who he is. So what I'm wanting and what I want to see in the category is who's the next person that's going to step up and sort of take over that. You know, that's that's what the sport's going to need as well. They're going to need an identity, a, a face to, you know, for the drivers and especially, you know, young people coming up to get young fans. And, you know, we've certainly lost that a little bit with Jamie and, and um, you know, hopefully someone steps up. Mm. Jamie's just the man, just the man. Uh, he even yeah. co-drove with Sebastian Bourdais, so that tells us he's a very patient person. Um, <laughs> sorry, anytime yeah. I can give my boy Bourdais a hard time, I'm going to take it. Um, yeah. Our friend Shauna Oakwood, she writes in to ask Scott, how much of an emotional roller coaster uh, were things for you last year uh, being announced to do the IndyCar schedule that COVID knocked away, not being able to do that as planned, having to do your season obviously in supercars curious how you uh, processed all that she also says welcome and congrats on amazing past and future well thanks thanks so much and uh thanks for the question it's uh one of those deals where yet last year i think for everyone it was just a time of uncertainty I, you know i didn't really know until you know basically uh probably a month or so before saint pete that you know, i was coming coming across to america um, and then it was probably two weeks before when it was like, well, just just have your bags ready just in case you don't go home. <laughs> so that was um, sort of how it all sort of started. Um, packed up our house and to a point where it's right now, our house back in Australia is uh, is basically ready to, it's a turnkey operation over there right now. So mm. we could step back in there and be no dramas. The plates are still there. The glasses are still there. It's quite interesting. But um uh, yeah look the topsy-turvy year for everyone for myself especially but uh you know i was really proud of the team over there how we we rallied around each other and and, and got the job done um and and such a inconsistent year with you know emotions and where we were racing where we we're going to race next you know to, to to still be continually to be dominant was so amazing and then uh not gonna lie when i was watching the indie i think i said it to you on a podcast once you know watching you know, the Indy GP and Indy 500 and, and stuff like that. It, it, it hurt a little bit. Yeah. I was, I was far out. I was itching, but I was very kind of sad. I remember saying to my wife, going far out. I wish I was there. You know, I hope I get that opportunity. But, you know, everything sort of came together towards the end of the year. And, um, you know, I'm really happy to be here now and, and, and making a bit of a home here in America. And I'd say everyone's been so nice, even in St. Pete and stuff, you know, like the uh, not only the team, but the fans as well. You know, just I, I was surprised many people knew exactly who I was without my helmet on. So it was quite, it was quite a cool thing. You know, people asking for autograph and being so nice, welcome to the category and and stuff like that. It's just everyone's been really cool, and um, you know, I, I really appreciate that from from, uh, from everything. It's been awesome. I think at St. Pete, you also did an interview with the amazing young Olivia. Uh, the retro rebel, you know, she yes. is, as I yep. joke, she's going to be my boss one day. Cause she's just such a <laughs> ball of awesomeness and frankly outworks half the people, uh, reporting on IndyCar. So you made the big time brother, you know, it's talking to yeah. monkeys like me. It's a bit of a step down. Hey, she gave me a Dunkin Donuts card for winning the Indy challenge. Uh, yes. so <laughs> on our racing. So I used that the other day, actually not the other day, maybe a month ago and we had a bagel and some coffee. It was, wasn't bad. <laughs> Olivia. I'm serious. She's awesome. Uh, let's bounce around to some more fun. Uh, Jeff Shepard asks, will you be using your fabrication skills in the Penske workshop? 
Well, it depends how much I crash. <laughs> so if I'm called up, I, I mean, I'm a sheet metal fabricator by by, by trade. Um, so uh, I can weld, I can cut metal, I can do all that sort of stuff. For instance, like when I first started supercars, you know, the first two years I was actually working still full time in the race shop with the team. Uh, that was part of the deal that we had. So I uh, learned a lot. Um, thankfully, I'm, I've dropped the tools now and I'm sort of a bit of a prima donna racing driver, for instance. So now it's a little bit, more uh more fun for me but uh hopefully not jeff i think i'll, I'll try and stay stay away from uh you know the, the welding and hopefully i can keep it pretty straight <laughs> are we talking mig and tig any specialties that you had there yeah so i was sheet metal fabricator so mostly it was it was tig but i i did mig uh stick as well um you know I, I, alley aluminium or uh you know anything really uh, I, I used to uh, do all the radiators. Uh, basically, we got the radiators from PWR, which is the, the yeah, main yeah. radiator place in yeah in Australia. And we wouldn't our team back in the day, Gary Rogers Motorsport, didn't pay for the cores and stuff to be welded onto the the other side. We had different plumbing and stuff. So my job was sort of uh, doing the radiators and and uh, putting the cores on either side of the of the um, the radiator, and and that was fun. But except for my first one. They normally have a PWR logo on the front of it, and because you sort of you block up either side of the the grills um, just so it doesn't earth and and, and melt together. Uh, so I blocked that, and I forgot which way was up and which way was down. So I actually welded the cores upside down. So my first radiator had the PWR logo upside down on my supercar. No word of a lie. Like, I, but Gary was so happy because he's like, I don't want to have their logo on the car. So I just want to, if it's upside down, I don't care. <laughs> so it was funny. It was, it was one of those deals. I used to spray paint over the logos. Cause I'm, I'm like Gary, like, look, I actually, when I was a kid in high school, I used to cut like the Nike swooshes off my shoes. It's a little bit of a weird <laughs> yeah. thing, but it's like, yeah. look, I bought these. I own them. I'm not your freaking free advertiser. Like, yeah. look, well, you know, what yeah. am I here for? Hey, that's smart. That's smart. But yeah, that was one that Gary was like, he was like, I think that I got really close with Gary then because he was like, stuff these guys. I'm like, yeah, I meant that. <laughs> I actually meant that, Gary. Don't worry. I meant that. <laughs> so the only thing we need to be aware of is if your teammate Will Power comes to you and says he wants you to build a titanium spaceship for him to go on his uh, alien hunt. That might be one to turn down, brother. It'd be a fun project. Yeah. You'd take a lot yeah, of money off on it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Why don't we go with our pal Drew Wetzel, somewhat new listener to the show. He says, Scott, best of luck this season. He says, I'll be rooting for you in that great looking car. He says, I've been doing iRacing for just under a year now. What advice can you share? And what is your favorite car and track on the platform? So, any basic, uh, we'd have to assume it's open wheel stuff he's been doing on iRacing. Any suggestions, knowing that you're uh, looked at as one of the kings here? Uh, look, the first thing you got to make sure of is it uh, depends on what wheelbase he's running in regards to the, the force feedback and stuff. You need to make sure that you try and get as many of the, the pro settings on that as you can. There's certainly a lot of forums around that give you ideas on force feedback levels and stuff because sometimes that can really affect you know how much the the front binds in the in the road and slows the car down especially on like an indy um oval or like a indianapolis 500 qualifying lap or something like that so um you need to get that right um yeah I'll, i'm always a big fan of making sure that i've got you know within your budget try and get you know try and expand your budget as much as you can and and get the real good stuff because 
the more feel you have on the simulator, the better you're going to drive. So if you have a good set of pedals that you really like and, and, and a steering wheel that you really like, that's going to help you tenfold. Uh, on, a, on a car and a track, um, to be honest, I really love the Indy car. I've always have. I've, I've driven it really a lot. But the new uh, LMP2 car is a, is a good one. Um, that's, a, that's a fun fun car and uh oh you can't go past sort of the notch life for me in regards to the the track and um stuff i actually really enjoy long beach though they've got just recently built that so you've got all the walls and the stickers on the walls and lots of stuff so that's cool too have we had a scott mclaughlin iRacing invitational of indie cars at bathurst <laughs> i did that on my twitch account not long ago in covid um, and, and it, it looks wild uh, or it felt wild. I was like, there's no way we could ever race here, but, um, <laughs> 240 uh, miles an hour, uh, to- heading towards the chase kind of thing or, uh, yeah, no, it, it was a bit of, it was like 200 mile across the top. <laughs> so oh, it was, um, it was uh, coming down the skyline and down the hill was, it was just, there's just too much going on. It, it, my brain can't ca- uh, calculate stuff enough. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right, let's do some fun uh, America stuff here. Our pal Kyle Donnelly says, welcome. It looks like you've assimilated yourself into the culture here very quickly. What's been your favorite store you visited, favorite fast food restaurant, and maybe a favorite sit-down restaurant? Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, by far my favorite store. I went there yesterday. It's normally a weekly visit what? for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, legit. <laughs> legit. Bed Bath & Beyond, I go there like no shit. Oh, sorry. No, no, no word of a lie. Every, every week. What it's, is it that uh, draws you there? That That's the part uh, i got to know. I just, there's not, there's never enough stuff that, oh, I might need a, a steak thermometer. Of course I might need that. Oh. Um, what about a, a lemon zester? Okay, I'll get that as well. Oh, hang on. Let's just go get a new pillow because I don't really like the pillow I like. See, you can get anything you want. It's amazing. And I've literally bought the nicest rubbish bin or garbage bin I've ever had in my life. So I'm so stoked with that right now. That's my new favorite toy in the house. Um, You're incredible, buff. Scott McLaughlin, by the way, in case <laughs> no one's told you today. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I love Bed Bath & Beyond. Just remember that. Um, uh, favorite fast food. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's, I, I really have enjoyed Chick-fil-A lately. It's been decent. But, Good, um, man. But In-N-Out Burger, to be honest. In-N-Out Burger, uh, animal fries, uh, animal sauce, all that sort of stuff. That's, uh, that's been my go-to. Yeah. What was the other one? I can't sit down, one. favorite sit-down restaurant? Oh, favorite sit-down. <laughs> like a chain or like a, like a just whatever restaurant Whatever. Whatever you love most. Um, oh, I haven't, to be honest... I haven't gone out enough because I've been smart. Uh, I've been yes, I've been like honestly, I haven't gone enough out enough. We've done a lot of takeout, but we haven't really sat down. There's a nice sushi place that we haven't sat down at, but you, it, it, it's a massive place near our house, and yeah, I love my sushi, and that place was really nice. Like an Asian fusion place it was really good. Thing we learned today: Scott McLaughlin will take risks to go to Bed Bath and Beyond. Sit down oh, restaurants, yeah. not so much. Anyone um, got their coupons? Just bring to the track. When you have them, <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> uh, got a bit of a follow-up here. Mayor of Moose Town says, uh, have you gotten far enough in your uh, North Carolina development to uh, have a preference for Eastern or Western North Carolina barbecue? Um, got a couple other questions. Cheer, uh, cheer wine or cherry Coke, etc. cetera. Um, <laughs> have you been able to, uh, to parse such things yet? 
I one I have no idea what you're talking about on either of those subjects. So like I yeah, cherry wine, cherry coke, I, I never tried and the Eastern and Western barbecue I've had barbecue. I just don't know whether it's Eastern or Western. So, well, uh, another area of development. Uh, (laughs) Earl, Earl Gessford closes this, this theme of please ask Scott for his thoughts on Walmart. Oh, well, it's just a place I've never, I've never experienced a place with so much crap in my life. (laughs) It's just, there is like, it's it's everything like it's the same as bed bath and beyond but it's just on steroids it's just like there's like one thing i can't get over here and it's the same with target and stuff is you can buy your groceries when you can when you can buy like a coffee table as well as you know it's it's i I just find it weird we don't have anything like that in australia so it's um it's a it's a wild place but walmart i mean i've been there a few times people watching is fun there which I've, I've enjoyed there. Um, been, been interesting to check it all out, but uh, yeah, been crazy. Been, been a lot of fun. If it's 2 a.m. and you need a DVD player or bullets, yeah. hey, <laughs> they're waiting for you, man. I mean, what more could you ask for? So is Walmart 24 hours, is it? I, um, most of them should be. Yeah, again, COVID, really? I, I can't say, okay. but yeah, yeah, at least most that I've been to and out here uh, in the Bay Area, yeah. Yeah, well. yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's get to a couple more questions before we let you back to uh, an activity, which uh, I don't know if we should keep it secret or not, but you said you were enjoying before we started the yeah. show. Oh, uh, my puzzle. You can say that. <laughs> puzzles. Scott loves puzzles and not on yeah. his phone or, or iPad. Actual put it out on the ta- dinner table, I'm guessing, maybe. And- yeah. Yeah. It's completely taken over our dining table right now little 750 piece puzzle Marshall. so and is it super uh, masculine it's of like no. <laughs> tanks and it's, explosions no 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 we're a big disney fan in our house so mickey mouse, mickey mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another thing everyone's learning about me right now we love disney and uh and there's another thing i like doing is coloring in so uh, i'm a big fan of coloring in so that's, that's, that's another thing crayons <laughs> if you are not if you don't win the most popular driver of the year as voted by the fans at the end of the year, I, my faith in humanity will forever be broken. Oh we'll my see. God. We'll see how many people know who I am. You're the best. And if you aren't the spokesperson for Bed Bath & Beyond, at least, you know, in North Carolina, again, society has fallen apart completely. Uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll get vaguely serious here for a minute. Uh, let's see. Why don't we go to a, a couple of questions on adjusting uh, Victor Rad, for example, says, what was a driving style element you had to, quote, forget the quickest when transitioning from your Mustang supercar to your Chevy IndyCar? Uh, there hasn't been much I've had to forget as such. It's probably more so it's just everything's accelerated. Like it's it's all it's all happening so fast in the IndyCar. Um, probably one thing I've had to do is just gain trust with the car, like learn um, learn to trust well this thing can actually turn at 90 mile an hour in a, in a corner where I think in a supercar can only take it at 60 you know and it's it's trusting the amount of grip I've got in the car the tires um, and and uh, yeah all that sort of stuff I've really had to learn and, and trust the car um, which has been difficult uh, you know testing so little now um, it's been nice to have a test day at Sebring just gone and 
and um, you know Barber at the end of the year last year, which I'm thankful for. And, but I'm itching to keep driving. You know, it's it's there's never enough that you can learn. But it's it's a completely different car. But there's a lot of things that do correlate between the two for sure. One of the main themes you and I have discussed during this transition of yours to IndyCar has been meeting a new invisible friend by the name of Downforce. How is yeah. how has that process gone for you? It's the same thing, although he's at an earlier stage that Jimmy Johnson's having to learn that you know any driver coming from uh, a non Downforce car that makes so much of your lap time. That's the big adjustment here. Where do you think you're at in the knowing it, trusting it, understanding all the influences uh, in cornering, braking, accelerate, just every facet of what you do? You feel like that's becoming more of a natural component uh, as you yeah. drive. It's definitely definitely becoming more natural. Uh, it's more me now ask like working out how much I can have or how much I want without the rear then over over rotated on me. Um, that's probably one thing, and and one thing I've struggled probably you know right now at, at Sebring that's just gone you know a car that probably exactly wasn't handling to everyone's liking like our, our Penske cars were you know, they were good but they weren't weren't amazing but guys like Joseph and obviously Will and Simon have done it for many years they can get that extra you know that ten tenths out of the car they can make sure they get the maximum out of the tires and stuff where I'm still at the phase in my career right now where I'm 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 just not comfortable to push that limit. Or, or, or I, I feel like I'm on it, but I'm not quite there yet. So that, that's something that I need to work on myself, which I'll con- continually learn. Um, and that, yeah, again, like it's learning the downforce and the dirty air behind cars and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you what, downforce is not very nice on my neck. So I'm, I'm learning he's not very, he's, he's very harsh on all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I've been training, it's amazing. I trained my neck a lot. I trained, I trained very hard, like the top, like half of my body and, over the off season and, and uh, I don't care what anyone says, you can do as much as you want on that until you get in a race car. That's when you really find out uh, it, what, what muscles you need to work on or if you can work on any at all without uh, driving a race car. Certainly found that, found that out at Sebring. Yeah, your, your Indy car is a rather cruel and heartless uh, advisor in that regard. It's going to tell you, hey, guess what? Not enough here. Do more of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's so cool. I love that. Like it's, you've got to hustle these cars to make lap time. You've got to really muscle it and you've almost got to, you can't let the car drive you. You've got to drive it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beast. And, and, and that's what's so, um, it's going to be so cool when I get it right eventually. And, and, and it's going to feel very, uh, very nice. So in a couple of appearances, you've answered questions about which tracks you're looking forward to the most and some of those things. So I won't run you through uh, those, but let's get to uh, one or two more here, mate, and then we got to finish up your Mickey Mouse puzzle. Um, yeah. Dan Gallagher says, Scott, whose setup sheets or notes within your Penske team have you found maybe or closest, uh, line most closely with your driving style and needs? Uh, and have you had a chance, frankly, to try a little bit of power, New Garden or Pagano? It's a really interesting question. Yeah, look, I have um, tried um, basically everyone's. Uh, probably everyone said uh, Simon in some ways. Simon's a little bit different. He's French. Um, we understand. What, what Say likes. no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
Uh, I think uh, I've tried Joseph's on on the weekend, and and that was on, on during the week, and that was a little bit too um, had too much front downforce for me. I was I was I was, I was a little bit uh, you know all over the place with that one. Uh, Wills is halfway there, um, but yeah, I, I'm sort of finding that I'm you know more so like just trying to like right now in my development, I'm I'm finding what I'm comfortable with and. It's not exactly what they have or what I'm asking for the car, so from the car. So uh, you, I'm a little bit different to everyone as well. So I, I, I'm sort of like, well, I, I don't really – I want to have them as a base to look at and be able to, you know, go back on it if we need. But um, I've got to find something that I feel comfortable with first and then maybe we can try some of their philosophies after. You are Scott McLaughlin. You are your own setup. I like that. That's <laughs> the perfect answer. Uh, two more to go here. Both Dave Heisen and Eli Hoopengarner have asked, Scott, what's it like driving for Team Penske and being part of the American organization, having been part of it, uh, the the Team Penske and the uh, Dick Johnson racing collaboration down under? They're both curious, what are the differences or their vast similarities? Uh, look, we down under we brought a lot of the, uh, the, the, the workmanship and, and the way the protocols that, you know, Team Penske, what we called the big brother up here in the USA, um, had. So in regards to protocols and how they, they run things commercially and, and stuff like that, that, that hasn't been too much of a difference. I get all that. Um, but what I have noticed here is it's, it's just a well-oiled machine. You know, if I want something, it's like uh, sometimes I ask for something. I'm like, hey, is it? can I get like just this little, like I just want a little drink just for my hydration. Like can I have that? electrolyte like is it do you want me to order it in or do you guys do that next minute next day there's two packets there ready for me to go <laughs> um you know i've like right set out and i've never had that in my life you know i've always sort of sorted it out myself so it's um it's one of those deals where you know it's just like i said a well-oiled machine there's so many personnel um the, the way that they they have everything set out with the rear end mechanics the front end mechanics you know people doing their own separate jobs that has taken me a little bit of time to get used to you know, who I speak to and, and who I don't. I, I haven't met everyone in the team yet, um, but it's it's been a um, it, it's been a really good initiation. Everyone's been so nice and, and probably, yeah, it's just a whole lot bigger. That's all I could say. It's just a whole lot bigger. I love it. Well, we're going to say farewell here with a question from Jamie Carr. He had a couple here. We've covered off most of them. I loved his final submission. He says, Scott, with all your trips, getting home goods, this is a great Bed Bath & Beyond reference, uh, All you, getting all the home goods for your house, do you wish you had maybe a Holden Ute to drive? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, well, they've stopped making them. Someone asked me that the other day. Hey, is there, a, is there a Ute I can get my hands on? One of the boys in the team were like keen on maybe driving one um, or having one over here. I'm like, they don't make them anymore, but there has been times I've got a I've got a Chevy Tahoe at the moment. Um, I have ordered a Silverado though, so I'm I'm hanging to have a truck in America. It's the, the one thing I wanted to have. So, um, but yes, there's there's been times that I've wanted the uh, the good old trusty Ute, and that would have been fantastic for my trips back from Bed Bath and Beyond when I basically carried my whole house uh, back with me from that place. It's crazy. I'm just saying. I mean, you wouldn't want to do it near your full rookie season here, but once you get settled mclaughlin's house of used utes great import business mate maybe that's another income stream that'll set you up for the future oh, so just uh, little things you know I, I 
I love that place. I'm going to go on about it again, Marshall. But the, the Bed Bath & Beyond, I just, the other day, I bought a mirror that goes on the wall so you can shave in the shower. That's just two jobs in one. You're done. It's amazing. Especially when you work for Penske, you've got to be clean shaven all the time. It's, oh, it's, that, that's the sort of stuff I go in for. That, that is just fantastic. I learned, and maybe you've seen this, right? Maybe you've been well ahead of the curve and I'm just uh, ignorant as usual. I recently learned that multiple companies, and I assume this is something you could buy at Bed Bath & Beyond, make shower head speakers with a little Bluetooth speaker, waterproof, I would assume, it'd be a little silly if it wasn't, in the middle of the shower head. I'm thinking that's going to have to be a new purchase for you because so you can kind of shave and rock out in the shower. I mean... Uh, look, I actually bought an Alexa from Bed Bath & Beyond, so that's in, in, like in the bathroom, so maybe I need to go a little bit, a bit more primo and, and throw a little shower head speaker in there. I'll go check it out tomorrow or something. That's, 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 I'll let you know. I am so looking forward to a new Twitter and IG account of you and just your Bed Bath & Beyond exploits, mate. Uh, you're going to be Instagram famous if you're not careful. Scott, always love when we get to catch up. And as I said, I hope folks just appreciate that, man, you're bringing a lot of fun. You're bringing crazy talent, but you're also bringing a lot of fun to what you're doing here at Team Penske in your NTT IndyCar Series debut. So thanks, as always, for taking some time, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it.